Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to Star Wars Action News. This is episode 302, and I'm Jerry. And this is Dan. And no, you have not mistakenly downloaded this week's episode of Republic Forces Radio Network. But you should feel free to do so. Okay, Dan, I'm glad you said that because I was a little nervous because there's not a 26th episode for us to watch and review. I I was wondering what we were getting together for. You mean we're here to talk about the collecting? Some would say that, yes. Is there anything to collect? And I hope everybody is having a great 4th of July. Yes, hopefully everybody can still properly count to 10. (laughs) What? Their fingers. They still have all their fingers. Oh, the firecrackers. Light and toss, kids. Light and toss. (laughs) Duck and cover, light and toss. Got it. Dan, what's the stores looking like for you? Let's just jump right into the store report. What do do you got out there? What's it look like? Well, lately it's been really difficult for me to take what I refer to as the walk of shame (laughs) down the action figure aisle in uh, all the Walmarts and or Targets that uh, I would normally frequent because unless I want to buy Transformers... There's nothing. <laughs> there, There is every new Transformer toy that I could possibly want, but the problem is I, I don't. I want Star Wars figures, and as tempting as it is for me to go buy the 15 Admiral Akbars that have been sitting on the pegs for the last I don't know how many, and, you know, blow them up for the 4th of July in, a, in proper 10-year-old boy fashion. I got your trap right here, Admiral. <laughs> really, it, it's, yeah, it's nothing. It's... The same thing that's been sitting on the pegs all summer long. I know folks are saying, oh, we're fighting Wave 7. And, you know, truth be told, the only reason that I have gotten any new figures in, let's see, well, honestly, I think the last four or five months is because of you. Because you found, finally, the Zam Wessel and the Django Fett from Wave, what was it, 4? That uh, I never saw. I still don't think it happened. First off, I just want to thank Arnie and Marjorie for giving us the opportunity to do the show. But I know why they they gave us this week's show, because I have to think that they just can't talk about the nothing going on in the stores anymore. They need a break from that. And, you know, maybe maybe two weeks worth of visiting stores, maybe they'll find some things out there worth talking about. So they must be at home kind of laughing at us right now because they know we don't know what to talk about this week. But we're going to try anyway. But see, Dan, here, here's my experiences. You mentioned the Zam Wessel and the Django Fett. I found the Zam Wessel for you like three weeks ago. You probably remember when I texted you about it. And I'm not talking about the first time I texted you about it. When you and I went to see Thor, we had, you know, we had one decent stop 
at a Toys R Us where they had a couple new figures, and I picked up the modified Stormtrooper, and I got the Weequay Skiff Guard. But then later, when I was just heading home, I stopped at another Walmart, and I found a Zam Wessel for you, and I was so excited. And then when I looked at it, the accessory that you clip onto her head had been removed from the package. I was like, oh my goodness, I found this for Dan. I'm like, oh, crud. And I sent you a picture of it. You mean, yeah, you her, that? yeah. Her, green, her green head was her gone. Her green head was gone. Her, her true Claudite face was gone. And then, two weeks ago, I found a second Django Fett, but he had the bubble ripped off and the figure was gone. But the card was there. All the accessories were still in the tray. It was like half ripped off and the figure's gone. You know, that's not even like discreetly trying to remove an accessory thing. No, this was just I'm ripping the card open in the aisle and taking the figure I want. And that's just that's low, guys. Who's ever doing that? You, you suck. That's what I'm saying. But I did actually last week find you the Django Fed. I am finding these figures kind of hit and miss. I actually found Wave 7, kind of. I found the Log Ray. Just him at a Toys R Us, and I'm assuming that he was the, the remnant of, of a great wave that was. And uh, I'm excited about that because I really want the Rebel Fleet Trooper because I am just ecstatic about all these what I call figures that never were. Like the Sand Trooper, the Wedge, you know, characters that you kind of figure should have been in the original vintage line but weren't. So I'm really looking forward to this wave, and I'm kind of surprised I was able to find Logray. I was kind of excited about finding an Ewok. Yeah, the only one I'm looking from that wave is Fordo. Or the Arc Trooper Captain, whatever they call him. Arc Trooper Commander. Or Commander. Yep. Uh. Yeah, I'm sure I was nowhere near him. He was probably off the shelf in minutes. Oh, I'm sure he's just going to be as, uh, just as hard to find as uh, the bounty hunters were. But, I mean, that's that's all I'm doing right now is bounty hunters and EU. And particularly that EU because that is what we're watching over at RFRN. So, you know, <laughs> he's kind of kind of on my mind. But kind of rooting for the home team is kind of what you're doing here. Yeah, but... And that's really all my collection is right now is that particular little bit of stuff that I'm interested in. I'm not getting every figure because I don't have space. I'm not army building or displaying massive amounts of figures anymore. I mean, my collecting has kind of changed. Now, I did run into some of the new Clone Wars figures. I ran into the Bear Sophie, the Eeth Koth. The Clone Commander Colt, which is actually a really cool figure, since he's the Red Leader Arc Trooper. That's actually a, a really nice-looking figure with that Phase 3-looking like helmet. And then I also found the Riot Control Clone Trooper. I found that at one Walmart. Probably got lucky, because my understanding is that that wave is uh, pretty difficult to come by. It's the one and only time I've seen them. So there are, you know, there, there's hit and miss. But I'll tell you the one that's disappointed me the most, Dan, is Target. The Targets that I frequent, I don't know about the ones that are close to your side of town, but the Targets I frequent, Adat Commander, Dengar, Dengar, Adat Commander. Oh, and it's really cool they got Dengar. Oh, now see, mine has a little more variety. I can get you three Dengars, two four Loms, and a Cloud Car Pilot. Hey, I think you got a full house. Oh, yeah, well, I'll see your three Dengars and raise you two Zuckus, two Zuckai. What is the proper plural for Zuckus? Is it Zuckai? I think it would have to be Zuckai. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the targets are terrible. You're right, though. You can find... Yeah, now, they I, are. Now, here you're, you're talking about collecting earlier. It happened, and this happens to me all the time, but it finally happened. I'm having some pretty decent luck at targets with the Marvel Universe line. Oh, I can't even find those guys. Don't, don't get me started on that. That's a whole different evil that has been called down upon me. <laughs> Admittingly, there's enough out there for me to occasionally find one figure, but I'm to the point right now. I just I, I don't care to look. I'm not I'm not stopping and, and looking because it's 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 depressing. 
Yeah, it really is, and it's a shame that uh, that it's come to this. But yeah, I, I include the uh, strolling down to look at the Marvel Universe in my walk of shame because uh, honestly, that always ends up the same way too. And not to turn this into an episode of Marvelous Toys, but I, all the, the places I go have the same half dozen Iron Men that have been on clearance for the exact same <laughs> price they were when they were normal priced <laughs> forever. And that is why my collecting has branched out in other things, like books. It's easier for me to find books than it is. That books that were printed 15 years ago than it is to find figures that are allegedly being produced now. And that's what leads me into things like the eBay lot that I won not too terribly long ago. And I posted a little bit of this on my, on my Facebook, and a few people saw that. But, uh, you know, 40 books for $10 and free shipping. I think the guy probably expected that to go a lot bigger but it didn't, and I kind of lucked out, and I got a lot of books, and all of them in really, really good condition. I didn't get a lot of uh, hardcovers, but I did fill some holes in my library. I got the Phantom Menace storybook, the Phantom Menace scrapbook, uh, the Revenge of the Sith scrapbook and storybook, five different sticker books, and some of the journals, both of the cookbooks, a lot of the past few years' worth of uh, of softbacks uh a couple legacies shadow of the empire uh one of the darth bane books tales of the new republic a couple new jedi order uh the phantom menace and the original trilogy separate not all in single volume i already have it bound together in single volume but getting them all separate i didn't have a couple of them that really impressed me the incredible cross sections all three of the prequels and the original trilogy one i mean these are all books that were in prime condition and I got them for $10. I mean, I got them for less than one of them would cost buying it new for easily what was about $400 worth of books. Man, that's unbelievable. When you, when you first told me that, I I mean, heck, by the way you described it, if I had come across that on eBay, I might have even picked that up for 10 bucks just for curiosity. Because you said you got a bunch of radio drama-related stuff, right? What was that? Yes, I did get one of the Bounty Hunter trilogy on tape, but I also got the Return of the Jedi and the Empire Strikes Back radio dramas. Now, given they're on cassette, but... <laughs> I still have a cassette player, so it's okay. <laughs> See, kids, back in our day, we listened to audio on tape. That's right. <laughs> and we liked it. For those of you who don't know what a cassette is, I'll put a link to uh, the <laughs> wiki on cassettes in the forum post with this, just like I did the VHS. <laughs> I remember the elders speaking of those. Many moons ago. Back in my day. Now, one thing I wanted to just comment on, since you and I are here hosting the show this week, I wanted to just give a shout-out to Mark, Darth Cheddar, and Jonathan Rankerboy from the forums. Really wonderful job they did uh, helping out, guest hosting there with uh, Artie and Marjorie. You know, thank you for keeping and Artie and Marjorie together, so you know that the show will continue. You know, in these these trying times of hacking and moving, so really good job. And uh, I got to admit, you know, the, the the conversations from that really made me think a lot about how my collecting has changed big time over the years. I mean, particularly with Jonathan, I remember. You know, up until about 2003, and I've actually been out of this for about eight years, this mentality, and I can't believe it's been that long, but it was in 2003 where I looked in my basement and saw the just insane amount of Rubbermaids I had by 2003 standards, okay? I mean, after Episode 2 came out and there were figures and product galore, and I knew there was still an Episode 3 to come, I just realized I, I had to stop. I was doing a lot of carded variants. One of my goals was to have one of every three and three-quarter inch figure. 
be it a three-pack of this, a two-pack of that, a cinema scene. I even remember how happy I was going to a Walden bookstore one time. And do you remember when the West End Games, I think it was the Battle of Naboo set that came with that Wookiee character, Roar or whatever? I don't know how to pronounce it, but do you remember that like exclusive figure that came with that? Absolutely. I got that on eBay, too, actually, in mint condition. I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, well, I got to pick this thing up because it's got that figure, and I don't have that figure. So I was very much a get every three and three quarter inch figure in some shape or form. You know, you got to have it. If it came, you know, if it was the wedge or the Imperial scanning crew member that came with a big carrying case of the Millennium Falcon that I just absolutely couldn't care less about. Well, I had to get it because I was a unique figure. So that was my year. The holiday season was the great purge. And, and by the way, I, I hope folks realize this, that if you ever want to do a great purge of your toys and you're looking at eBay to do it, man, I am here to tell you people will buy anything for toys around Christmas. Start late October or early November with throwing things on and you'd be surprised. And I'm not saying you're going to, you know, make like serious cash off Power of the Force 2 figures or anything. We, we know what the market looks like on that, but you'd be surprised how many you actually move, even for a couple bucks. I remember the, the thing I did, I went through phases. I took a lot of just the red and green card figures and I sold them. And then like in 04, I decided to sell off my, all of my episode one figures. Sold them as a lot. Actually did pretty good on it. You know, the next year I sold, sold off all the power of the Jedi. You know, I went every year. I decided to look at my collection and, you know, I always joke with people. It's like, yeah, about every Christmas on eBay, I, I get rid of about half of what I got. You know, whatever it is, I get, get rid of about half of what I got to where I, I mean, Dan, I was the guy that would have, you remember that uh, Han and Carbonite that first came out with the Power of the Force 2? He was on the orange card. It said uh, Han and Carbonite freezing chamber. And then some of them just said Han and Carbonite block. And then it came out on the green card and then had some had the hollows. I mean, I must have had seven at one point of those Han and Carbonites intentionally. How sad is that? Wow. Yeah. There was a time up until I think right in, right before episode two came out, I was a one of every figure collector. Then around episode two time, I turned into a only the best version of figures that they were doing multiples of. I think by this time we'd gotten our 39th Tatooine Luke where the only <laughs> difference was the accessory and the maybe a wrist articulation or he came with a funny hat or just wacky <laughs> stuff. So finally I got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to go with the best looking sculpt and or best articulation and that's going to be it. I'm not going to have 20 different Lukes, Hans. I don't need to buy every Every Vader. I, well, I've never really been a carded collector. I kept certain things packaged, but then, and we've all, I know, everyone's heard this story. But, you know, Uncle Dan's going to take you down down story time lane again and tell you this story again, kids. Tell us a story, Dan. I came home from work one day to find that my darling son, who's now 14 and loves it when I tell this story, my darling son, who was, uh, I think, three years old at the time, had found some toys that Daddy forgot to open and lovingly opened them for me. You forgot to open them. Don't worry, Dad. I took yeah, care of it for you. I took care of that for you, Dad. So realizing that I didn't like my blood pressure jumping up that much because toys had gotten opened, I took the, the grown-up way out and said I just wasn't going to keep anything on card. And that has been my rule standing up until... With, the ex with very, very limited exceptions, uh, like the Celebration exclusive figures for 2 and 3, that has been my standing up until Celebration 5. And then I got a few things that stayed on card. But I'm not 
a big card collector. I never will be. I never have been. Well, you know what's funny about that, Dan? You're, you're talking about the best sculpt. I mean, for me, what really got me to purge a lot of them was the 2004 OTC line. When those came out with that card design and how they put the figure in the middle of the bubble, and each card had a backdrop that was, you know, from um, from one of the movies specific to the character. You know, when I held that that Boba Fett with Jabba Sail Barge behind him, or the C-3PO with the Tatooine scene behind him, I was like, you know what, this this is the C-3PO card figure to have. Why in the world would I even want to waste space in my house for any of the other ones? This is this is just a perfect carded figure. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. You know, when it came to the carded figures, to me it was like the ultimate display mint on card. I would never, never display my orange carded figures. You know, the the five or six that I actually kept. You know, <laughs> and most of those are just variants. So you you do get to a point where you kind of fall in love with one. But I, I did have one success story. You know, since since we kind of have a random topic week here, I do have one success story to, to share when it comes to buying carded variants. Dan, do you remember a little store called Software Etc.? No. Nope. What? <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Software Etc.? E- ETC. Dot. It was like, you know, back in the day when you had an electronic boutique of Babbage's, Software Etc. I mean, it, they there was a ton of them. I guess they've since all been bought up by GameStop. But well, anyway, there was one in Dayton Mall. And I remember at that point in time. So wait, you don't only want me to remember a store from who knows when. You want me to remember a store from many years ago in a different city? Come on now, man. Well, they weren't only in Dayton. There was one in Tri-County. There was one in Corey. It's just my story takes place in Dayton. Now, when the freeze frame figures were out in 1997, you may recall a lot of the villains, oh, I guess the Empire and the aliens were actually kind of rare. I mean, like legitimately rare. I'm going to rattle off for you the figures that I found that day in that Dayton software, etc. On freeze frame, I found the Boba Fett, the ATST driver, the Sand Trooper, and the Weequay. Found them in a software, etc. Do these four figures jump out at you at all, Dan? Particularly on their freeze frame variants? There's there's not a single thing different about the figures, by the way. The figures are yes, completely repacked. but I don't know why. why. Why does it jump out? I know it should mean something, but age, strong drink, and multiple children have addled my <laughs> brains. So, Quite frankly, I was just looking for these variants because I knew the figures existed on the freeze frame. Part of my the way I was collecting is that I knew these figures existed with this freeze frame variant, and I, I wanted to get all the freeze frame because, quite frankly, I actually thought that was a, a pretty cool little pack-in. I mean, I, I told myself that I was going to get them all and actually get a little slide projector and play them, which, you know, obviously never never happened. But I I picked up all these figures in the same store and there was a time where at one point was selling for $400. The Sand Trooper was selling for 150. The Boba Fett was about 100, the ATST was about 50 bucks. I mean, I I found all these figures in one store. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so in 2003-2004, I think the among the first things I purged were these freeze frame figures because quite frankly, they're not very aesthetically pleasing to display carded. I mean, they got this really awkward freeze frame slide, you know, yellow thing that's calling out the the, the slide, the slide's shown, and of course it's a slide, so you can't hardly see the picture, right? And it's still that Darth Vader green laser head, and they had the little stripe at the bottom, either yellow, red, or blue, depending on what faction it was. So, I mean, the, the cards are pretty ugly. 
So I sold all my freeze frame figures together, but I separated these four and I sold them individually. And I got the reason those numbers jump out at me is because that's what I actually got for them. You know, it wasn't scalping them. I sold them like four or five years later that they were on, on shelf. Of those figures I picked up that day, I, I actually made like $700 off those things. So there's there's occasionally when you get a when you get a story like that to kind of hang your hat on. <laughs> yeah, you know it's interesting. Uh, a side note there, you mentioned that because of the freeze frames, you actually contemplated uh, trying to pick up like a, a slide projector to to project them on the wall of your collection. How pathetic room. was that? You know what? I gotta wonder because I've I've heard that story before. Not from you. I've heard that that same. I'm gonna do this. This will be cool. How many Star Wars collectors actually went out and bought projectors <laughs> just because of those stinking slides? Because back in 1997, they're pretty obtainable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I actually contemplated not for that reason. I was going to use the slides to project the scenes on the wall of my collecting room, and then I was going to go over them and and paint parts oh. out of the scene and make like a Star Wars mural. That never happened. But <laughs> that would have been really cool, though. <laughs> that, that was my idea for those, but it did involve acquiring a projector. So, because <laughs> my my thought with that was having like you know a certain area of the wall open to where you walk in the collector's room and it's just randomly it's just going. Like you know, if I know guests are coming over, I'll turn it on. You know, showing pictures and that's just part of the display. Yeah, that didn't happen. The one thing that was really cool <laughs> about the freeze frame era is that there was a mail away. It's one of the last mail aways I remember doing from that kind of like that, you know, Hasbro was calling this the Kenner Collection. Remember they kind of like brand named Kenner, but then Kenner really wasn't a legal entity at this point, but it was the Kenner Collection. One of the last mail aways was Luke's macro binoculars from Hoth. You know, the ones that he was looking at the meteorite with and whatnot before he got swapped by the, the Wampa. And you could actually put the freeze frame slides in there and kind of look at them in a viewmaster sort of way. Not that it was 3D or anything, but it kind of gave you something to do with them. So I, I had actually mailed away for that, and I went ahead and sold it off when I sold all the freeze frame figures. But, yeah, those are the first to go. But I I used to tell that story because there was a time, Dan, when I could say, hey, I found a freeze frame weak way in a store. And people are like, no, really? All right, well, enough about what we're finding in stores today and what I was finding in stores in 1997. Dan, what's what's online this week? Well, online this week we found out about some new things coming from Funko. Uh, they're wacky Wisecracks bobbleheads. We have the Star Wars Wisecracks Leia spoiled little princess figure, the Star Wars wacky Darth Vader galaxy's number one father figure. Now, I got to admit, what's really nice about that one, he's got a little blue ribbon on his, you know, I guess his, uh, his armor that says number one dad. That, that, that's kind of that's kind of cute. The Stormtrooper dark side made me do it wacky figure. The wisecracks Darth Vader I love you Sith much figure. That's a groaner. The, the, uh, like, <laughs> seriously? No, it gets better. The Wisecracks Boba Fett totally fet up figure, uh, and the Wisecracks Yoda man figure. Oh, uh, these aren't. This isn't the Wisecrack line. This is the Groner line. Uh, oh my yes, goodness, so this is terrible. The, they're they're kind of cartoony. I mean, Who's the the, the Leia is the Leia is kind of cute. The uh, the Yoda is kind of cartoony and winking at you, but. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of goofy ripoff humor, so these will not be finding their way onto my shelf or into my collection. I've been, I was very tempted with these kind of cutesy bobbleheads that are out now that are starting to show up everywhere, because I really kind of like the Yoda and how he looked. This, this wacky, horrible pun. No, no, not so much. 
You know, it never ceases to amaze me, though, what Funko can do with a bobblehead. It's like, you know, they've got like four different versions and line extensions, or however you want to think about it, of, of ways to do Star Wars bobbleheads differently. That is true. Now, these are going to be tailing for twelve ninety nine. They are available for pre-order at Entertainment Earth, and they are supposed to come out in October. So feel free to pop on over there to Entertainment Earth and have a look at these. They're kind of uh, all done in like a single color, uh, kind of statuesque sort of thing, but they are still... Well, I can't tell if they're bobbleheads or if they're just... I don't think they are bobbleheads. I think they're just like, kind of like the... No, they're, um, no, they're, called, they're called bobbleheads. Are they called yeah, bobbleheads? Yeah, on, on the Entertainment Earth side, yeah. Also from Entertainment Earth, we do... Uh, they did put up their pre-order for the R2-D2 Operation, which is going to run twenty nine ninety nine and will be available in August. You know, I'm not going to buy that just because I don't know what I'd do with it, but I have to say well, you, it's about time. take R2-D2's parts out. That's what you do with it. <laughs> Duh, Jerry, come on. <laughs> I mean, well, never mind. You know, I, I got to say, it's about time. It's about time. We've seen, like, uh, Iron Man operation, Incredible Hulk operation, Shrek operation. Oh, crud, I'm probably forgetting, you know, a dozen or more. It's like, it's about time we, we get a, a, a Star Wars one. Although, I, I'm really shocked that Episode 3, we didn't get one for Darth Vader on the operating table just to go with the end of the movie. Instead of, like, when you hit the side with the with the tweezers, instead of it, like, making the buzz sound, you just hear a, no, no. Yeah, you got to think with today's technology. I mean, obviously, I haven't played Operation since I was a wee pup. A wee little lad. So I don't. I don't know if they have newer sound chips than nope. the red nose light bulb and the sound when you hit the side. So that, 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 that's just it, Dan. I don't think there's any sound chips. I think that that noise is just the weird vibration, just that horrible vibration. Yeah. Oh, come on! They got they got to do something. I mean, for the R two D two, you got to do that high pitched scream that he does whenever <laughs> anything happens to him. Now for some late breaking and very interesting online news this week. Toys R Us is going to be having some exclusive items on sale only at San Diego Comic-Con and ToysRUs.com. Now, there are going to be a lot of items available here, but of Star Wars interest is the Republic Commando action figure set based on the 2005 video game of the same name. And I have four members of Delta Squad and a Geonosian warrior with all their battle accessories. Now, what's not clear is kind of how different these figures are from the set available a few years ago, but from the picture at ToysRUs.com, it would appear that the legs are much different with all kinds of articulation available, but we're going to have to wait probably the next week or so to get some confirmation on that. Now, if you're going to Comic-Con from July 21st to the 24th, be sure to check out these items at the Toys R Us Entertainment Earth booth number 2343. Now, we're not certain about that these items are going to be available at ToysRUs.com after the convention, but like I said, we'll probably get some details in the next week or so. And also online, we wanted to thank one of our sponsors, Backstage Toys. Backstage Toys has an all-new website, and to celebrate this, they've given us an exclusive coupon code. You can save $10 off any order with a minimum purchase of $10 beginning July 1st through July 31st. Just use the promotion code SWAN410. Now, I've got to really spell this out because it's uh, alphanumeric here. It is S W A. N the number four T 
E-N. So Swan 410 during checkout. Type that in there. And also, don't forget, listen to Marvelicious Toys to get another coupon code for $10 off of there as well. If you use both codes, they can be combined in one purchase or use separately, whatever you like. Even if you don't collect Marvel toys, hey, go over there and get that code. Why not? That's an extra $10 off. And hey, you might be like me and possibly even Dan to some point. You might get sucked into collecting some Marvel over there too. So, you know, do be careful, but go over there and get that $10 off. And if you listen to Marvelicious toys you will occasionally run into me doing a version of a vintage viewpoint over there that we call timely reviews where i go into some marvel toys of yesterday basically anything that's not hasbro so the things that toy biz made the secret wars mego i haven't quite gotten to those older ones yet but i've been talking a lot about toy biz marvel toys in the last few weeks so go in there and check it out and don't forget backstage toys you get free shipping on all orders 50 dollars and up and amazon prime members that choose check out with amazon when ordering on the new BackstageToys.com site will receive free two-day shipping on all eligible items every day. So make sure to go to BackstageToys.com for all those details. And we'll be back after this word from Now Playing. You got the touch. You got the power. Playing's got the touch. I would have waited an eternity for this. In anticipation of the upcoming movie release of Transformers Dark of the Moon, head to NowPlayingPodcast.com as Arnie, Stuart, and Jerry watch and review all films in the Transformers series, including the 1986 original animated feature. One shall stand, one shall fall. A new review will be released each week at NowPlayingPodcast.com, culminating with Steven Spielberg and Michael Bay's Dark of the moon. Your, your friends will love it. Sure, it's a lot of fun. And while at NowPlayingPodcast.com, check our archive section for other movie series reviews, including X-Men, Scream, Terminator, and more. Like us, there's more to them than meets the eye. Now Playing Podcast. More than meets the ear? We are here. We are waiting. And one other thing that came across online this past week was at StarWars.com. Now, we knew the Darth Maul Shadowhunter book was going to get republished, along with an all-new Darth Maul short story written by James Lucino. But we got the date this week. It's actually coming out December 27th, which is my wife's birthday. I, now I know what to get her. Oh, man, that is perfect. Just what every woman wants. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hero because uh, you know it's hard to get my <laughs> my wife something really exciting when her birthday's on December 27th and you know you got Christmas presents and I, and this this is gonna hit the home run but uh, that's coming out from Delray Book and, and I like StarWars.com is very transparent it tells us hey just in time for the 3D release of Phantom Menace in in, in February so you know I, I will say this with the Clone Wars series 
this book coming out. I am glad to see that Star Wars is seemingly putting forth an effort to try to get everyone excited about or at least remembering some of the specific and almost isolated themes from Phantom Menace, like who Qui-Gon is and getting us excited about Darth Maul and, you know, what's going to happen with Savage Oppress. I mean, I, I hope that's carried out in season four, you know, some, some conclusion to that storyline, but I think they're going to make it a go here in February. What do you think, Dan? Oh yeah. We've kind of talked this a little bit over on RFRN, but my, my, opinion on the whole Savage Opress off to find Darth Maul. If those episodes don't air right around February of next year, I'll be very, very surprised. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that everybody goes out and gets a ticket for episode one. And let's face it, we all are. There's folks out there now saying, oh, I'm not going to go see episode one. And they've tried to give us a little bit of a scare tactic with, oh, if you don't go see the prequel trilogy, you'll never see the original trilogy in 3D. Come on, guys. Really? You're not going to go? Really? (laughs) Honestly? Come on. I am just as big a griper about episode one as anybody else. I saw that thing in theaters 13 times. Star Wars was back. Lightsaber battles were redefined. The pod race was cool. Darth Maul was awesome looking. Yeah, he got cut down, literally. (laughs) But still, it was Star Wars again. I know I'm going to go see it I at least once in 3D, and I will go see each one at least once in 3D, just like everybody probably will. Despite the griping, I'm sure everybody's going to go get one ticket. Yeah, Dan, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, it's one of those things, now that Phantom Menace, you know, when this movie gets released, gets re-released, I mean, Phantom Menace is going to be 13 years old. And my son is, you know, going to be close to 11. I'm just going to have a lot of fun taking him to see Phantom Menace at a theater because, you know, I didn't, I didn't have kids when Phantom Menace came out. You know, my son was only five when Revenge of the Sith came out. So I think this is going to be a really cool experience to just, you know, take him to theaters to see Star Wars all over again. And I'm, I'm not going to pass that up. I mean, to your point, say what you will about episode one. Things like the pod racing scene is going to be amazing in 3D. I think even post converting would do that scene pretty well. Although I will, you know, to play devil's advocate, I think there is a lot of negativity around 3D. I mean, even Transformers, there's there's a little bit of a backlash around the 3D in it. I kind of wonder if the 3D train can last six years to get all these movies out, though. What what do you think about that? Do you think we'll get all six of them? Uh, you know what? And I hate to say this because I, I know there's some there's some haters out there of of the franchise. If Avatar comes out with two more movies and does just mind blowing things with 3D, that'll keep 3D alive. Because honestly, I've seen a lot of 3D movies. I try to make sure it's just ones that are actually filmed in 3D because post conversion 3D angers me. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you, Clash of the Titans. I think you're the only one looking at Clash of the Titans, but. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking at it in an accusing way, not looking at it to actually watch it. Uh, <laughs> Avatar was one of the only ones that has pulled off New 3D well. New, new 3D is more about the screen being deep rather than the axe popping out at your face, kind of like the old 80s horror gimmick. <laughs> so if they keep putting things out and reminding people that, ooh, this is 3D at its best, then I think that the draw will be there. People will go see it even though it is post-conversion. And if they do it well, if they can't, I I know they're using the same company as Clash of the Titans, and that concerns me, but, I mean, if if it's ILM people working with them and and they've got George back there, if the goal here is to get these out and get them out well, 
to make people happy, then I think it'll be okay. If the goal is to get them out because Uncle George's money bin is only half full, <laughs> then it's going to be crap. Well, now, here, here's the other thing to think about. I mean, and I don't know this off the top of my head. Maybe you do. But, I mean, what costs do they need to recover here? How well does it need to do? I mean, what does a post-conversion cost? I mean, they, they don't need to recover a $150, $200 million film budget here. I mean, they, they can get a mild success, especially since it's coming out in February. It'll be most likely unopposed because the big movies are going to be waiting to the summer. So what are the odds that they're not going to be able to pull in, you know, $60, $70 million? What's post-convert cost, you know? I don't know. I don't either. Off the top of my head, I, I do not have that number. I'm sure that's been talked up somewhere. I'm sure there's knowledgeable people out there right now screaming, they've said this, you idiots! But, you know, to that point, though, it is coming out in February, and the way... The entertainment business works. February is the time for big in-home releases because nobody wants to go out. Summer is the time when you want to put get people out of their house and in the theater. So that could be that that could be a kicker because it's not. I mean, with the exception of like Christmas and big holidays like that, when they put out new movies, you don't get a whole lot of blockbusters or things that you want to get big pull in like February. But that, once again, could work to its advantage. There's not going to be anything to oppose it. Going to be, people will be sitting around on Friday night. Hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Want to go see Star Wars? Sure, why not? And you know, that's what, I mean, of course, that's what the special editions did. Now, granted, that, that's original trilogy of beloved films that hadn't been in theaters in 15 years. So very much a different story. I mean, it's, it would be kind of, I, I think another thing that throws a, a wrench into these plans is what does the impact of a Blu-ray release do to this? Because people are going to still have relatively fresh copies of the Blu-ray that still has that that new Blu-ray smell to them that, I mean, I have a Blu-ray player attached to a projector that shoots on a 135-inch image on a wall in, in, in my basement, and it, it gives me what I would consider a, a really good close to theater like experience. Now I'm going I'm going to see it just cuz I'm 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 a big fan. I think 3D's enough to get me to give it a, give it a shot. But you know, I wonder I wonder how many people are going to just say, "Hey, you know what? I just got these on Blu-ray and I spent this money on a Blu-ray player. This was kind of like a a system seller for me and I'm you know, I'm not going to do the 3D." Well, you know what? I think George has got that covered. And we kind of talked about this last time that we hosted. I think that he's going to be putting new scenes in. This is going to be the special edition of the prequel trilogy and the special, special edition of the original trilogy. <laughs> Liam Neeson and Pernella August were in studio to record some voiceover work for the Clone Wars. There's no reason for them to be hanging around Lucasfilm unless they've got something else going on. And, oh, we're here. Why don't we go ahead and record this line, too, in your voice? So I'm thinking... We're going to get a little bit more. Maybe it's stuff that was uh, unfinished. Maybe it's just completely new stuff that's popped into George's head in the last few years. I just, you know what, I hope that he is re-recording that line in episode two because, I mean, that is that line recycled Anakin. with a very horrible, no! Anakin. And now a little special message from a little show called Republic Forces Radio Network. Across the galaxy, the Clone Wars spread. In 2005, Star Wars fans eagerly gathered around their television sets as a new era in Star Wars was born. Against this threat, upon the Jedi Knights falls the duty to lead the newly formed army of the Republic. 
the Star Wars Clone Wars micro-series from Gendy Tartakovsky. Starting at three-minute shorts and ending with full-length episodes, this series enthralled fans with its stylized animation and introduction of new characters like Asajj Ventress, General Grievous, and Dirge. Now, over this summer, relive the excitement as Republic Forces Radio Network looks back at this groundbreaking animated series. Go to RepublicForces.com where Dan, Jen, Jerry, Barrett, and Nathan will be watching and reviewing each episode of this series, as well as discussing how it ties into Star Wars continuity and how its influences are still being felt on Star Wars books, toys, and television shows today. Find these episodes, as well as our archive looking back at the current Clone Wars series at RepublicForces.com. You're uh, Dan. You're not Dan. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna talk this now, are you? No, I, mean, really? I, I think this needs to be addressed. Oh, there's, come on. there, there's some, there's some talk. <laughs> Kids, I know this might come as a shock and a surprise to you all, but you know, I, I don't regularly make it a habit to wear women's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've had some fun and we've told some stories and. One T-shirt, one time, a mix-up. Dan ends up with Marjorie's shirt, and suddenly Dan always wears women's clothing. <laughs> I, I will, I will vouch for Dan here. This one time, and then I'll make fun of him from here on out. It was an accident. <laughs> it wasn't obvious to anybody at first. I mean, it's not like we were at the C5 Swan party the entire night saying, "Man, why does Dan's shirt looks like looks like it belongs to a chick?" It wasn't obvious to anybody until the end of the party when Marjorie realized her shirt was wrong. Like she had one that was, you know, bigger than what she ordered and she she recognized it. Then it occurred to her. Then we found out. So to be fair, to be <laughs> fair, it was an accident. But then yes. but then to be fair on the other side, once we found out, we had a field well, day with it. We've all had a lot of fun. I, I gotta tell you a little story on the side here. Uh I was um talking to Jen, who's uh one of one of the hosts on Republic Forces Radio Network, of course. And I, I was talking to her over like the Skype chat the other day, waiting to, you know, record uh, now playing and, and we were talking briefly about Dark of the Moon, just kinda seeing what we uh you know, comparing notes. And I had joked to her, it's like, yeah, you know, whenever I go see a movie with Dan, you know, we have to be careful that we're not wearing the same Shirt because, you know, hey, we shop at Target, so we shop at, you know, stores, at the same stores looking for toys, and they always carry the same shirts chain wide, right? So we gotta be careful about that. And before she even questioned which shirt it was that we were wearing, her first comment was, was Dan at least wearing a man's shirt? Ah, <laughs> uh, et tu, Jen. <laughs> so yes, I did, I will admit this, even though it was a conversation not in uh, in the public eye, but it was <laughs> it was a conversation among some folks where I mentioned when there was a doubt that if we did have a U.S. C6, I would wear a her universe shirt there purposefully. Now I'm not <laughs> going to go back on my word. We are having a C6 in the United States. There will be a time when I am in a her universe shirt. When and where? Well, you're going to have to wait to see that. Leave it be said, it is not going to be all day on a full day. I am going to be there with Mrs. Rockstar. And yeah, I kind of like not sleeping on the couch or having to find my own ride home. So, <laughs> but I am a man of my word and I will uphold my end of the deal. I don't think that that is going to involve the Boba fetish 
uh, outfit kids, so we can just wipe that slate right now. Yeah, no, I, I have to say this. It's funny to joke about, but seriously, you people who are recommending this, do we really want to see this? I mean, really? Yeah. Let me tell you, you don't. <laughs> I, I'm just going to vote right now that that's uh, that might be a deal breaker of whether I go to C6. <laughs> All right, everybody, we want to thank you for joining us for episode 302 of Star Wars Action News. Once again, we want to thank Arnie and Marjorie for having overcomplicated and overstressed lives so they have to take time off and give us the reins every now and again. Well, thank everybody for tuning in. Be sure to come back next week when Arnie and Marjorie will again be at the wheel. And yes, and I hope everybody enjoys their holiday weekend. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. See you next time, everybody. for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. All right, you ready? In three, two, one. Hey, everybody.
Are you freaking kidding? I just started man, I even recording made, my intro. I even made sure I muted. And you, you're wrecking stuff. Oh, man. Let me what try it again. Do? Three, two, one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're saying that there's a great black cloud of devastation in stores right now? You said the nothing is in stores. Sorry for those of you out there who are keeping score at home. That was a never-ending story reference. Oh, okay. Well, I... <laughs> You, if you're keeping score, you can say Dan won, Jerry nothing, because I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> and tell you this story again, kids. Tell us a story, Dan. Tell us about the rabbits, George. <laughs> well, online this week we found out that there. Did I just mute myself again? No, I'm hearing you. I'm an idiot. I'm hearing you. Okay. Let's see. Well, I can go down the list for you here, kids. If I can flip over to that tab. Nope, wrong tab, wrong tab. There we go. We have the the Stormtrooper Dark Side Made Me Do It wacky figure. That's just a wacky and crazy wisecrack. <laughs> now also for... <laughs> Jerry, that brings up a theory that I've held for a long time. What's that? Any... Anybody who makes or designs a toy that makes noise doesn't have children of their own. And, and, and there's a special place <laughs> in hell reserved for those people. Yes. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you have you've never known pain and agony like the most annoying toy. And even the newer Happy Meal toys, to go off on a tangent, they'll be like one line and they're battery operated. And all it takes is a slight jiggle to set it off. And that's the one that rolls under the backseat of the van when you're on a 16 hour car drive to Florida and you can't find it. And you want to kill somebody at a rest stop. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Slowly hanging up now. And we'll be back after this word from now playing. You got the touch. You've got the power. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you're 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 going to insert that instead. Okay, I was I was thinking that you wanted. Never mind. Because he had uh, he had Liam Neeson in the studio doing lines for that sounds horrible. <laughs> he had Liam. <laughs> hey, that's the only way he could get him to record. <laughs> not, not 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 that you know Liam Neeson has a known drug problem. Maybe he tricked him into like. Doing, you know, using something that would make them uh, easy to. Okay, now just go in the microphone, say Anakin, drop. This time, <laughs> say it with feeling. Faster and more intense. Faster and more intense. Anakin, drop. Anakin, drop. Yeah, you know, I must have because I've been suckered into buying every DVD release, and for that matter, every VHS release. But every DVD release, even like. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Serious. <laughs> I said it all the time, so, but yeah. 